there's all go. kinds of things that come along with no. it and you're going to have questions all along the way why did my kid get sent to alternative school <laughs> why has that been suspended what's up with you know why this why that and so you're going to need somebody to answer those questions Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Better Call Clay podcast. Today, we're talking about getting arrested. The I mean, why are we talking about getting arrested, right? So we always end up talking about things related to our household. I yeah. don't know. Well, nobody's gotten arrested in our household, but we do have a child who is, uh, he's about to, he's turn about to be 15. Yeah, he's about to turn 15. That's crazy. We're, right. Are you just wrapping your head around this? Yeah. So um, there's so, conversations that probably don't happen at every household, so, but when you have a lawyer for a dad. Well, hang on a minute. I'm still processing that we're about to have a 15-year-old. So. Oh, I've already processed that. Now okay. I'm moving on to, oh my God, what are the things that I need to tell him when he's in this car? Yeah. Because every teenage boy in, in Friendswood is going to be pulled over at some time. We call it driving while young in Friendswood. It's a valid way of looking at, at traffic issues. Well, so first of all, let's Let's, let's back up to that assumption that every teenage boy is going to get pulled over. Oh, my kid's going to. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> well, I understand that. But there are ways to avoid getting pulled over, right? I know you say that. You've got more self-control than I do. Right. <laughs> but assuming that you don't have that level of self-control, and you just can't help it. You've got to get, you got to, you got to have a, an occasional run-in with law enforcement, or, or you're just not living right. Right. Uh, if you're that person, if you're my wife's child... Um, I mean, it's yeah. a valid problem. Yeah. You have conversations about what happens when you get run, pulled over. Right. Well, you know, don't, you know, things, so, so, things you shouldn't have in your car. But if you do. So let's talk about that because there's that. things that you can do. Alcohol and drugs in your car. Let's say alcohol and marijuana. Okay. Not that we're expecting our teenage son to have alcohol and marijuana in the car. But I mean, it's things teenagers do, right? It happens. Right. It happens. So how do we how do we minimize the damage? How do we deal with that ahead of time proactively, if you will? Uh, so right away, you can see the blue lights on. So we're right? going to start out with we're in a, in a, in a car. Yeah, we're in a motor vehicle. Okay. That's the most common place people get arrested okay. anyway. Unless the police get called to your house, they're not looking for you. Out on the street, though, they're looking for speeding. They're looking for failure to use signals. They're looking for unsafe driving. They're looking for seatbelts. They're running license plates. They're checking insurance. They're, they're actively doing things that are going to put them in contact with citizens. So okay. they've now come into contact with your teenage child. What happens next? Okay, well, first of all, if you've got, if you've got marijuana in a car or you recently smoked it in a car or maybe one of your buddies did or they've got it in their bag, however the scenario works, they're going to smell it. Officers are going to smell it, right? That stuff's strong. Anyway, so they come to the window. Do you have your license, insurance? You know, my name is Officer So-and-so. The reason I pulled you over today is because of blah, blah, blah. So do I have... That was the first thing you said. When you see the lights, you've got to pull over. Yeah, so how far... The, I mean, how I mean, far do I have? Well, as soon as you can safely pull over, right? If you're on, say, 518... I'm not Friendswood. safe on 518 or 528. Uh, you can pull over on the uh, 5, 528, 518, either one. Anywhere there's a shoulder, an improved shoulder of the road, you can pull over. As, uh, so that's what we're, that's rule, step number one for our son. Yeah. I mean, you when see the, the lights, lights, come on. Continue driving the speed limit, but as you can find a place to pull over, you pull over. Okay. I would even say to parents, hey, you, you, I don't, I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but maybe 
practice this, you know? Oh, for sure. Have, have dad trail you in the car with, you know, mom in the car with junior and, mm -hmm. and practice. Oh, the blue lights came on. We got to pull over. Well, what do we do? You know, we mm -hmm. got to make a safe lane change, get over to the right pull over it onto the shoulder of don't the road. stop in the center lane yeah you can't just you can't pull into the turn lane i mean there's all sorts of rules there but so maybe practice that with your child you know so that they have an idea of what that looks like okay so uh, pull over as quickly as you can yeah, safely safely as you can not okay. as quickly but as safely as you can uh but there certainly don't you're not running from the police okay all right don't turn a routine traffic stop into a third degree felony just a bad thing right? i don't i why would that even i don't understand it happens. You'd be surprised at how many evading arrests and unloaded. So if I don't pull case. over, it's possible that I can be charged with evading arrest. Well, if you stomp on the accelerator oh, okay. and you lead them on a multi-county chase, then yes. But, but I've got things in the car, babe. Right. You've got <laughs> things in the car you don't want the police to find. Right. So what's the best way to do deal with this? Oh, you run from them, right? No, that's a terrible idea. Don't run. Do not run. Right. Okay. So you pull over. Uh, they're they're going to come to the window. You know, hi, officer so-and-so. The reason for my stop is X, Y, and Z. Do you have your license and insurance? Uh, sure. And then they're going to go back to the car, and they're going to run your stuff. And by then, if you've got, say, marijuana in the car, they probably already smelled it. They're going to come back to the car. They're going to ask you, you know, some more questions. Where are you going? Uh, where are you coming from? They just want to talk to you, keep you talking so they can keep wafting the odor out of your car. Uh, and at some point they're going to ask you, do you have anything illegal or anything I should know about in your car? And your answer is, uh, no, I don't. That's what my lawyer tells me to say. Yes. You should say, no, I don't. But what if I do, what if I knowingly and intention, I mean, like, I know I have something in my car. Right. But you just tell them no. So for your, so you're saying pull over and always tell them no. That you don't have anything that they need to know about in your car. Okay. Right. Now, that's where it gets tricky, though, right? Because then they trick you with the next question. Okay. So then it comes, so you don't mind if we take a look in your car? Yes, I mind. Yes, I mind. Right. Can they say that? Yes, they do say that. Like, my, my I, that's I, the words we should tell our 15-year-old child. That's what I would tell the police officer. Uh, he's going to ask me, do, I, do you have anything in the car I should know about? Anything illegal? I'm going to tell him, no, I don't. And then he's going to ask, okay, well, uh, so then you don't mind if I take a look in your car, do you? And I said... Uh, I do mind. That sounds like a search, and I don't think you have a warrant. Okay. I know. Big words, right? Oh, my gosh. We would have to practice this with yeah. our son because, yeah. I mean, in the heat of the moment, I don't know that he would. I'm sorry. Do you have a warrant? Or I, I mean, I told you I didn't have anything in a car. What, no, I, I don't want you to search my car. Okay. Are you going to cite me for a traffic violation? I'll take the citation. We are I'm not teaching to, him all these words. I'm no. I'm to sign it. Uh, the mom in me says okay. no, because, I mean, that seems to me like he's being oppositional. Not being oppositional. The reason for the stop was announced to me early on. The reason for my stop was that you failed to signal your turn. Okay. okay. Are you going to cite me for that? Or are you going to continue to detain, detain me on the side of the road while you fish a little more for other violations? Okay. So... So Which if I refuse to search, so, so I refuse to search. No, I, I, I don't want you to search my car. Okay. Now they've got one of two choices. Uh, they're going to play the, if, if, if there's, if there's weed in the car and they can smell it, they're going to play the old probable cause search now is what they're going to tell you. Well, junior, I can smell weed in the car. I know it's in there. Uh, you know, it'll be easier on you if you just let me search the car. I'm sorry. I, I'm not letting you search the car. So no. And then there's this stalemate where they're going to they're gonna keep reiterating the question. Well, you know, it would be a whole lot easier if you just let us search the car. No, I'm not letting you search the car. Eventually, what's going to happen is if, if, if they think there's a, if they've got a strong enough feeling that there's weed in the car, 
they're going to say, well, we got probable cause to search the car, so we're going to ask you to step out of the car while we search your car. And that's now not a consensual search, that, which is fine. I mean, hey, you, you, you fought the good fight. You said the right words. You helped your lawyer out. Now they're going to ask you to step out of the car. So you, you get out of the car. So the first scenario is really just what your lawyer is ideally what your lawyer. Yeah, is. You don't ever want to consent. You don't want to give away your constitutional rights. Oh, because I they're going to use that against me. Right. Because now your lawyer can't say this is an illegal search because you agreed to it. Okay. So I, I fought the good fight. I preserved the error, if you will. Okay. I, I said, no, you can't search my car. Even now they're telling me, hey, you got to get out of the car. We're going to search because we have probable cause. That's fine, but you understand I'm still not consenting to your search. Okay. That's fine, but we're going to search your car anyway. Okay, that's fine. So we search the car. Well, then they're going to come back to you with what they found. You know, oh, we found this. Hey, look, we found this in the center console, this bag of marijuana. Is this yours? I don't, I don't know what that is, officer. Don't tell them that's not Nothing. my weed. Right. Don't tell them, uh, oh, that's my buddy's weed. Don't tell them, uh, you know, oh, yeah, that's mine. Or just I don't know what that is, officer. That's real articulate words for you. Is I mean, can I just choose not to talk? You can. You can just say I'm not going to say anything. That okay. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not saying okay. I'm, 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 I my lawyer told me not to ever talk. Blame it on the lawyer. My okay, lawyer has told me not to talk or not to answer questions. Okay. Now you're going to get arrested. It's going to happen. Okay. Your cops are going to go on unless it's Harris County, in which case they're going to let you go and they're going to give you a citation or something like that. But if you're in Galveston County and Friendswood you've got marijuana in the car, you're going to get arrested. Right. Might as well give them as little ammunition as possible. So don't admit that it's weed. Don't admit whose it is. Uh, look, some other things too, while you're being pulled over, when you see the blue lights, big, big <laughs> oh, God, here. here we go. Here we go. Yep. Right. Don't throw it out the window. Don't throw the weed out the window. Correct. But I don't want to have it on my possession. It's a misdemeanor B. Okay. It's a small, I'm gonna take a ride. petty crime. You're going to take a ride. Don't worry about it. You, you, you set yourself up for that when you took that weed out of the house and put it in your car. Right. So uh, don't, don't now make a, a petty misdemeanor into a felony by throwing it out the window or... Eating it. Eating don't it. eat the weed. Don't That's like literally weed. a campaign that we have. It is. Don't eat the weed. Because what people don't understand about that is I can have almost two ounces on me and it be a misdemeanor. But up, the, up to two ounces is a class B misdemeanor in the state of Texas. So what is equivalent to a class B misdemeanor? Uh, like a, uh, a first DWI, uh, a theft case. I mean, okay. 180, up to 180 days in jail, which is why, again, the whole weed regulation business the, the way we treat marijuana is way out of whack i can still way i can steal from walmart or i can have a, a a half ounce of marijuana and i can get the same time in jail for for those two crimes absolutely not equivalent i can drive while intoxicated as long as my bac is below 0.15 and it's the same penalty as if i have a half ounce of, of dirt weed dirt weed terrible dirt weed so, so, so don't, to, uh, don't, 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 don't throw it out the window. Don't eat it. Don't admit to it. And I mean, one of the things that we, I, I will tell our son, don't even say, I know what that, is. oh yeah, that's weed. No, don't, I don't even know what that is. Officer, where did you got that out of my car? <laughs> you know, no, I don't think you got that out of my car. You, you planted that, didn't you? You know, no. Okay. Maybe you don't say that, but no, because our son would absolutely say that. And that <laughs> yeah. would be a problem. Yeah. Okay, I mean, it's, it's an interesting thing to say, to tell your kid to, but I mean, it's, I hate to, this is the, this is what you have to do. It's not an interesting thing or it, for me, it's not even a scandalous thing to do. It's not taboo. You're just, our parents damn sure didn't have that conversation with us. No, but I mean, we all have constitutional rights. So why wouldn't you t teach your child how to stand up for their constitutional rights from the get go? 
Right. I, I mean, because it's important to us. We teach our kids to vote. Right. We, we teach our kids they have the right to keep them there armed. Why don't we teach them that they have the right to refuse an unreasonable search and seizure or that they have the right to remain silent? Because they don't think they, they have, they have, the, have right. the right. Because to we a don't. Lawyer. Because you don't think. I mean, it, like I said, if I, I feel almost like I'm teaching my kid to talk back to a cop, and that's not my purpose. I mean, first, second, fourth, fifth, and sixth amendment, right there, and we only bother really teaching two of them. I get it. Yeah, but you're not talking back. You're just simply saying, uh, "Look, with all due respect, sir, I'm going to exercise my constitutional rights to remain silent, to refuse to give you consent to search, and I want a lawyer." three things that are important it's, it's and yeah. it's an interesting way to think about it that i'm teaching my kid their constitutional I got rights the utmost respect for you, sir you're doing a great job but i'm exercising my constitutional rights just like if i was going to go vote right yeah so anyway so you don't talk then you don't talk in the back of the car everything's recorded they got body cameras they got dashboard cameras they don't talk don't get to the jail and call your parents on the recorded line and tell them all about the weed that they found in the car. Don't talk about it until you're out of jail. Just shut the front door. Babe. I didn't say it. I know. Just shut up. Yeah. Just that, don't, don't That's probably anything. one of the most important things is to just, just stop talking. You're not going to talk your way out of this trouble. So you're going to take a ride. If the officer wants to allow you a way out of this trouble and, and in their discretion doesn't want to take you to jail, they're going to do that on their own. I want I, I get it. They don't need your help. Can I ask you a question yes. about juvenile law in particular? Sure. So, I mean, I want I want to, I want him to explain it to us, but there is a particular when you're looking for an attorney, there is a reason why you want to have somebody that has juvenile experience because juvenile experience is I mean, juvenile law is completely different and the things that you can I mean, you can get some big consequences for being a juvenile and then I mean, there's just different rules, right? Right. So for juveniles, um, they, they have the same constitutional rights, but what ends up happening is by the time the lawyer gets involved, they've pretty much waived most of those rights because their parents didn't have this conversation with them. So you have, a, you have to have a particular type of attorney who then, I hate to say it, but becomes more like a caseworker who's going to work out the case with the state and the, the probation department. Because a lot of times, you know, uh, childhood marijuana in their backpack at school they get what happens is is other kids find out so they place a crime stoppers anonymous tip phone call to get the reward so they they rat their buddy out to get the reward from crime stoppers so the, the principal comes in it happens all the time gets, say it see it gets the kid say it see mm -hmm. it we teach it so they get the kid they find the weed okay it results in an arrest so now so, Does the same scenario apply at school? My kids should not be saying anything if, yeah, if that scenario same, happens. Same scenario. We're just changing the look. I mean, does it matter? But I mean, because the school has can a I little. Search your backpack? No. Well, no. So the principal has the ability to get into your backpack. Yep. You, you can refuse, but your principal can still search. Correct. Even if they don't smell the weed. But it, still, shut up. But shut up. Shut, shut the front door. Shut up. Yeah. Quit arguing with the officer on don't there. Quit argue. telling your teacher. Just they, they they get in your bag, they find the weed, they ask, what is, who, is this your weed? I don't know what that is. Right. And, and then, and then be done. You know, at that point you can gulp and say, I'm only doing I'm, this to save my lawyer. Yeah. I'm, I'm helping my lawyer out here. Cause I'm going to get, they're going to put me in the cop car. They're going to take, it's happening. Your mouth is not going to right. change that scenario. But at you. that point we have to get in there as a, as a, a law firm and we have to, in the early days we have to kind of build a case that look, this isn't the kid that you're looking for that needs to be on juvenile probation. We've got some other resources that we can use. There's some pretrial intervention. There's some 
there's some deferred prosecution agreements. There's some things that will keep us from getting a juvenile adjudication or getting, you know, taking a hit at the juvenile level, taking a hit, you get it? Right. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Go uh, ahead. Taking that hit at the juvenile level so that we keep our record clear. But at the same time, we, we do what we have to do to make sure we're not getting in trouble in the future. So you in particular have juvenile prosecution experience. So that's well, kind of, I mean, prosecution and defense and so, defense. So, yeah. I mean, I, I think that that is important. I think that not all criminal work is, is equal. And so in particular, like I said, juvenile is much more kind of what's good for the child caseworker type stuff. I mean, we do, we do get adversarial. Don't get me wrong. We'll, we'll go in there and fight to the bitter end. But a lot of times uh, we're representing people on cases that we don't need to, we don't need to, to take it to a jury trial. We, we really need to work something out with the state and they, and they're usually pretty good about working with us and we can get a lot of good results just by negotiating and, and showing that, Hey, we we're making positive efforts. And it's important with juveniles to me that you, that you get in pretty quickly with an attorney before you get into the school district rigmarole and all of the things that are going to go. all kinds of things that come along with that, it. And you're going to have questions all along the way. Why did my kid get sent to alternative school? <laughs> why have I been suspended? What's up with, you know, why this, why that? And so you're going to need somebody to answer those questions. And it happens sure. y'all. There's no judgment that ever happens at the law office of John C. Caldwell. Cause if, I mean, we've seen it all. I mean, right. I, there's nothing that we haven't seen. So for sure. But, uh, yeah, as far as getting arrested, uh, you know, once you get to jail, Again, don't talk and and look. Don't expect that your your lawyer is gonna ride through the front of the jailhouse on a white horse, you know, wielding a sword and on a gonna, Sunday afternoon. On a Sunday afternoon, <laughs> and is gonna liberate you from jail immediately. It, it it's business hours, eight to five. I mean, that's. I mean, the judge comes when he comes. The judge I mean. comes at seven a.m. in the morning. You're you're there are certain processes that are gonna go their way, and and there's no way to short circuit them. But they don't like the processes, babe. It's what it's just what they are. I know it's what they are. So anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you find yourself uh, on the wrong side of the handcuffs, and you know you need answers, you need help, you need somebody to fight for you. I, I often say on this show, you better call Clay. So thanks for joining us.